What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pock Talk. No, that wasn't me singing or any of us here at Pock Talk. That was Bonnie Tyler with Total Eclipse of the Heart. And I thought it was appropriate because yesterday we had a Total Eclipse of the Sun. And I hope you guys checked it out. I know I did. I spent eight bucks on some paper glasses to catch that. And it was mildly anticlimactic. It was the moon in front of the sun. But honestly, I don't know what else I was expecting. And uh, I hear we're not going to get another one for like seven, eight years till like 2024. And we're going to have to travel to like Canada or something to catch it. So, yeah, I guess it was kind of a memorable experience. I don't think I'm going to forget that, to be honest. But anyway, thanks for joining us again and giving us another hour of your day. And we really can't thank you enough for all the feedback, for all the support. I know we say this every single episode, but you just, you don't understand. Like, we really, really appreciate the feedback. And we really appreciate all the reviews, all the ratings that we've been getting, all the shares. And our numbers on social media are going up. We really appreciate that. It keeps us motivated, keeps us coming back. And uh, we hope to keep coming back. We want to come back. So thank you for that. Uh, Shout out to everyone that's uh, reviewed us. So for a while now, I've been wanting to explore this topic of the social enterprise. You know, what is it? Uh, What makes it different than any other company? And why are so many companies calling themselves social enterprises now? Why is it such a big deal? Why is it blowing up? It was great to be able to have my good friend, Leslie Flores, who actually started a social enterprise called Dance to Serve. She's she offers high quality dance classes at affordable prices because she basically just wanted to bring the art of dance to uh, people who may otherwise have not been exposed to it. And she's a dancer herself. She's been dancing for most of her life and she's always wanted to give back to her community. So this is really where she found a way to blend both those passions. And I'm really proud of her and I'm really happy for all the uh, success that she's been having in the last four years and she's growing her business and, you know, so shout out to Leslie. Thank you for joining us again. And uh, I'm really happy for her. And it was great to actually have also Zarina, who's actually studying social entrepreneurship in school. And Zarina actually starts her second year of grad school uh, tomorrow or, or today uh, when this episode drops. Uh, so shout out to Zarina, too. And good luck, Zarina. We wish you all the best in your second year of grad school. Kill it. We know you will. You know, and for anyone who is interested in maybe starting their own business and, uh, you know, wants to go into a social entrepreneurship and wants to learn more about it and maybe wants to have, uh, wants to serve their community or wants to have an impact or wants to do something that's bigger than themselves, this is definitely an episode for you. Uh, or if you just want to learn more about what this idea is, again, this I learn so much in each and every one of these episodes that we do. And uh, I know I'm not a business owner myself yet, Uh, so I know I definitely benefited from hearing these perspectives. And once again, thank you for all the love, all the shares, all the feedback, the comments, the ratings. If you haven't rated us, go rate us on iTunes. Five stars. It takes 90 seconds. Just, you know, type in, this is cool or something. Thank you. Shout out to those of you who have. Uh, we really appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Here we go. This is episode six of Pock Talk. Oh, we're starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah. 
We're ready now. Yeah, are you guys ready? Ryan found his headphones. I found my headphones. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got were just chilling. I know. I got my wine. <laughs> we're doing a little warm. I got my wine. I, I got to top off. Would you up. like a top off? Warm yeah. up. Awesome. Warm up. Hey, guys, we're does back. Does it work that we're, like, drinking? No, it does. Yes, awesome. it does. It does? Yeah. But you have, you have to, I got to get you a little bit. Just a little bit more. That's going to be For the line. For the line. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. That's a glass. That's a glass, yeah. That's a glass. Yeah, I like these cups. All right. Anyway, guys. But you should stop using all of this recycled glasses and just get ones that you like. I, I do, but I did have a couple, but they broke all broke. Them all. Yeah, they all go broke. I'll get like, some more. Go to like the dollar store. Yeah. I'm go to do like that. the dollar store right. and just get $1 like plastic glasses. This is not sustainable. You're not, right. This is really not. No, you're right. But you know, you can't play beer pong with glasses. Yeah, but that's can. what I'm saying. Like, or we, wa- we do wa- we do wash these though. But like, okay, that's good. Yeah. But I think I think even just like if you go to the dollar store and get like uh, really cheap ones, they last better than like these ones do. You know okay. what I mean? These You're ones right. like you know, bed. We can and stuff find some online for really cheap that are plastic that look like that. You can, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, you're so, right. Yeah. These are all, all you know good what? options. I'll, I'll chip I'm in. We're gonna look into these. Thank yeah. you. Okay. I appreciate it. Just look that. into anything that and makes you like throw them away less. Yeah, and and you know what? I'm gonna post these links. On our website, and yeah. you know what? We blog. should buy brew. We should go get brew from the Angel City Brewery and yeah, and you reuse the growlers that yeah. I have here. Yeah. yeah, we'll start doing that so we don't well, purchase. Yeah, that's a good idea too. Yeah. stay woke. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate okay, that. Okay, I'm gonna, Thanks, I'm gonna just you know always constantly be telling. Hey, you you're right. You know, no, that's how it is. You know, it's funny because we mm-hmm. we use the word. Last time when we were recording that we shouldn't have used, uh-huh. Which but we checked it. We checked ourselves. Should we? Should I say? I don't want to say it. I don't want to say well, it. Yeah, it's it's the R- it was it the R word. The R word. Mm-hmm. Racist. <laughs> What's the R word? R word for mental disability. Oh, yeah. Oh, but I we, said and it that. was. We weren't, but we weren't like conscious of it. We, we just kind of said it. Yeah. We didn't. It wasn't in that. That's okay. It takes time. Context. Yeah, for sure. But we. Takes a lot I, of time. But we've been really good sometimes. at 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 uh, checking ourselves. Yeah. I, I, even with the B word too. I feel often. like the B word is a lot like the N word. Like mm-hmm. I can say where say it because I'm a female and I can call my homegirls that, but like a man can never call me that. Spaces. That's what we were discussing last spaces. Time. Yes, that's what we're talking about. They're yeah. not to use it in public because so, then you might run into somebody. No, of who, course. Yeah. You know. Hey guys, check it out. This is our first episode back since our launch. Yay. Do you guys know that? Oh. You guys know that? I mean, cool. it's been what three weeks. This episode's not. I don't know. I think we're gonna try to. Maybe we might release it tomorrow. I don't know. But this is our first episode. We've been doing if I good. I edited tonight. Cool. Have you guys, are you guys caught up? Um, like I said, it kind of makes me nervous to hear my own voice. I, I've listened to them, but I'm, and, and it's funny because I'm like, I already know what we're all going to say. <laughs> like, I was there. I had these conversations. But I think it's awesome. Like The editing is getting more interesting. I'll yeah. tell you that. It's great. <laughs> ah. Because I'm learning. Well, it's just we're we're all learning how we talk and like how we yeah. want to present the show as we go along, and so we're learning. Oh, maybe that should not, or that should, or we should stay consistent with this kind of. You know, we're getting format. so much positive feedback. Good, that's though. awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. people, uh, and we have like a bunch of reviews on iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. we have oh, we had we yeah, have had I some like negative that. feedback too. <laughs> I love oh, constructive <laughs> or criticism rather. Oh, I don't know. Was eight. it constructive? I don't think it was constructive. It was uh, what was what was it? I forgot what it was. It was something along the lines of uh, somebody thought that one of our guests was preachy. 
Oh, yeah. so we, yeah, um, but that's yeah. okay. That's, okay. that's the point. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. th- that's who they are. Yeah. That's you know. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. And everyone brings in their own perspective. Mm-hmm. And we're and, trying to have yeah. The, yeah, we're trying to have more diverse perspectives in the future. So. Excited to hear your perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Happy to be here. Bring yeah. okay. So bringing you on, Leslie. You, we've already had you for an episode that we haven't released yet. No, we haven't. But mm-hmm. but um, you will be hearing about Leslie Flores who. Uh, is a social entrepreneur and uh and so this episode kind of we kind of want to touch well i think it's that, good right? because we got somebody who's doing who has done it before you guys have done it before and we also got zarina who's studying us mm-hmm. she's actually mm-hmm. starting her second semester when do you start tomorrow no, my third semester third semester yeah. Yeah. or second year sorry second year. so this is gonna be when great perspectives here. tomorrow Mañana? Mañana? yeah you ready for school I guess. Here we go. <laughs> Let's do it. Get and it. I'm and I'm really excited to also get your perspective yeah. because and we don't have a lot of so like good social entrepreneur mm-hmm. like people well, and businesses. It's so, new. so I want to hear. Yeah, you. it's so, so new. It's such a new concept so and such I, a mm-hmm. new area. So, so by, sorry, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say even in uh, within like uh, the business side of things, it, it's just become like a brand new LLC because it's a hybrid. Right. Yeah. So they, yeah. Either, they just recently, years ago, because when I came out with mine, I was trying to either be, decide become decide between becoming an LLC or a uh, nonprofit. Yeah, an nonprofit, or just like a sole proprietor with like uh, yeah. just a DBA, right? Uh-huh. Just to receive mm-hmm. payments as a different uh, name. When I was trying to decide all that, they were just they had ju- literally that year had just come out. I think maybe seven or eight years ago with this social entrepreneurship option, right? Like a B Corp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's what is B Corp? You so guys So B Corp is um, like a certification that is like a social good label, like a stamp that it's a hybrid, you are are uh, B Corp certified, meaning that you have a mission or like you know mm-hmm. and uh, a board. And a, so you yeah, have there's there's, there's qualities. I don't you have think to you do. need a board for the B Corp. Do you? There's two different yeah. things. So there's B Depends. certified yeah. and B Core. So you could okay. be one or the other. I'm not too sure what like the difference is, mm-hmm. but like what one is like a B corporation, mm-hmm. which I think is like more of like an established company, and mm-hmm. then B like certified, a- which is just like a stamp. Right. No, hold yeah. up. What's what is the textbook definition of social entrepreneurship? Okay, so. Um, social entrepreneurship is just really taking together two different words, right? So when we look at entrepreneurship, we look at, you know, being um, excited and motivated about the idea of being your own boss and creating something and introducing something to the market and um, serving a purpose, right? So, like, when you look at, like, that's what entrepreneurship, entrepreneurs do, right? Like, fill mm-hmm. a gap in mm-hmm. the market, right? Mm-hmm. So social entrepreneurship is the idea that you use that same perspective and motivation of going and bringing something to the market that also has a social benefit. And there's many different types of social enterprise, just like there are different types of businesses and nonprofits, right? Mm -hmm. So you can be a for-profit company, LLC, which is Limited Liability Corporation, which means that like you're licensed as a business or like- An entity. An entity, yeah. Like you could be um, a business owner and have a social mission, or you can be a nonprofit and run with some kind of for-profit entity that brings in revenue so you can then fund yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, so that, it, it means yeah. a lot of different things. So I'm that's always, the, the idea. I'm always curious, like, what's, like, what's the difference? Like, why, why do you think this idea of a social enterprise came about? Mm. Well, um, I mean, like, back in the day, uh, well, I mean, obviously just because I think in, the, in recent times, a lot of more people have been interested in being more... Um, 
more pra- more uh, mm-hmm. ethical about their business practices and ethical about like their choices in consumerism and like in you know what they consume and so there has been a need for businesses to provide those or to meet those ethical standards mm-hmm. in the market and so because of that starting in like the 19 i don't know like it, it dates back from a lot because there's yeah, there's the companies that have been doing it since like the 60s and 50s when did this, what, okay, okay, it wasn't called so what is it called yet, the you know? the what is it what so is here, here there's yeah yeah what is it called like if you start in a social enterprise it's not an llc is it well it, it can be anything oh, it can social be anything. entrepreneurship is just an idea right so here's a textbook uh, wait, no no but so, it wasn't wait i thought there was a like it, there was a new thing. Didn't you say it was right? A- okay, so there's a look. Social entrepreneurship. Here's the textbook definition from Wiki, right? Which is actually pretty decent. It's social social entrepreneurship is the use of techniques by startup companies and other entrepreneurs to develop and fund and implement social or solutions to social, yes. cultural, mm-hmm. and environmental issues. By like while being in the market, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's just the general umbrella, right? Right. You don't yeah. have that. Doesn't mean that you have, have to L- LLC or sole proprietorship yeah. or not. Okay. Uh, so for example, um, it's like, just the the type of business yeah, that you it's, run. It's or the, an idea. I guess right. the, I would say. So, it, yeah, and yeah, I'll give ahead. you a little bit more perspective too. Right. So kind of like what you guys were saying. So social entrepreneur like social entrepreneurship. It's such a, a such a new idea broad, that a lot so. of yeah a lot of us don't really understand and like what she was saying is it's still a business but the main thing or the main focus is it's kind of like a a a non-profit mission it's it's for the yeah yeah, it's for the benefit of whether it's Mm -hmm. for the community it's a Mm -hmm. service um you can still bring in the profit but that is not the main Mm -hmm. idea okay that's the difference so a a business exists right and when you look at like the way that we define a company in the u.s in this context is to give shareholders a return on their investment. It's profit to make money. Profits. That's the bottom line. That is a bottom line for a traditional business. Yes. With social entrepreneurship, you say, yes, we make a profit. Yes, we are motivated to bring in revenue, but our bottom line is how we serve the community. It's the ethics behind it. Yeah, it's the ethics behind it. That's what the bottom line is. And And, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and then... With that extra profit, you already have in mind, I'm going to use that extra profit to pump it back mm-hmm. into yeah, the system to, to create and-, and grow. And that's the difference, too. Like with nonprofits, you get so, I mean, you're so limited mm-hmm. and the funds are limited. And so, like, kind of going you're back to you guys for saying, yeah, yeah, going, yeah, like going back to you, um, mm-hmm. to what you were saying, like, it's, um, it's very, very difficult for nonprofits to to get the funding mm-hmm. that they need, and so and going back, yeah, yeah, going back to what Brian was saying, he was saying, well, how does like how do we come about with social entrepreneurship? You know, a lot of I think especially like millennials are just yeah, you know, with the internet, and it's becoming a little bit easier, and we want to do good, and we want mm-hmm. to bring yeah. in you know uh, whatever we're trying to market to the community, and it's become you know slightly easier and when we think about you know 10 15 years ago when you're creating a nonprofit, it does take a lot yeah. of things like legal zoom 
have have made it so much easier because then you now you just pay for a company to provide this huge service that back in the day you had to get an attorney for you had to pay like 1200 bucks minimum and you had to get in a group of people which was usually a couple lawyers and like someone else yeah. that like do all this work for you and like it was a huge thing but now because of the internet and because everyone's kind of you know so with with nonprofits i think like the reason why social entrepreneurship is important and even if you're still running a nonprofit not a for-profit company um, but if you're running a nonprofit, I think social entrepreneurship is important because with nonprofits, right, you're always looking for funding. You're always looking for yes. a way. Okay. And, yeah. and you have and, and here's the thing is you have to report data, mm-hmm. right, in order to continue and maintain and to get new grants. So okay. with grants, right, you will apply for a grant one year and say, I'm trying to do this project, they'll fund you for a year. And then you next year, you have to go back around and say, I have to find a new grant to fund another project. So then you, and a lot of grants and foundations and things like that do not want to fund old ideas. They want to fund new things. So it's very hard to have sustainability and like um, growth. You, you in never know areas. if you're going to stick you're around. You're never going to know if you're going to have the funding. You you're need, never going to know yeah. if you okay. have a new idea. You can't really like stay and do the same thing all the time. So when you bring nonprofit, or when you bring social entrepreneurship into the nonprofit space, which is also another type of social entrepreneurship, you then have you then look for ways to sustain funding and bring revenue into mm-hmm. your own nonprofit so that you can continuously do work. Mm-hmm. How much of of so for social enterprises? How much of it do you think is branding? Oh, oh dude, a lot of it, dude. I mean, all of it. Yeah, like thing, not still, all of it. But yeah, and it's, it's still a business. Like yeah. sometimes we get so stuck on nonprofits are nonprofits mm-hmm, and businesses mm-hmm. are businesses, but. A nonprofit needs to be branded. Mm-hmm. It needs a marketing. Mm-hmm. It Teams. needs it needs everything that a business needs, except for you get restricted with nonprofits, and yes. it's not sustainable. And so, kind of, I, I lived in London for a year, and I studied business. Um, I well, not business, but I took business courses, right? right? And in they're a little bit more developed in in the UK where yeah. they already in, in what have terms? in what social enterprise in social yeah. enterprise okay. because Thank this you. is where I got the idea so I did my thesis at Loyola Marymount um, uh, I did it on you know trying to start a nonprofit and that was my idea because it's like so you wanted good. to start your nonprofit I, actually can you, so first yeah. can you tell us what your nonprofit is I mean sorry what your company is okay so so my so my company it's a it's a dance program it's called Dance to Serve and we provide uh, quality dance classes for for students I don't like to say just inner city students but affordable classes we we do serve mainly inner city but we're trying to expand and offer it to all you know all all youth in different areas in Los Angeles so we provide quality dance classes but our program's also unique in the sense where we're empowering our students and we also do community projects and service projects. And then we also involved our instructors. We like we go out, we went to like the Dominican Republic and work mm-hmm. with an orphanage and taught dance. So it's what, what's that what's that uh partnership? Let's talk a little bit about your partnership with Yeah, um, so uh well I got involved with an organization, a nonprofit organization called Nuestros Pequeños Hermanos. And they have homes all over Central America, the Caribbean. And so I had the opportunity to go and, and teach in Dominican in one of their homes. And, so, and when I went back to L.A., I still had this vision of wanting to support them. But I knew that there was still a need in my community. And so I wanted to bridge those together. And so what I ended up doing was um, I ended up still sponsoring one of the one of you know, one of the boys that were 
In the orphanage? Yeah, that was in the orphanage. And the way I kind of bridged it was I wanted to add that service component. I wanted the community to know, like, okay, you know, we're helping the community, but we also have, you know, we, we, we can also help the community. We can also help others. Can benefit ourselves. And benefit and ourselves. And can, yeah, yeah, it's like this. It's one, like your like, local community, your global, global community. community. Yeah. Just and like we're all we're interconnected. Yeah. yeah. And then it adds another element of like getting outside yeah. of your bubble Different and dimensions. right seeing the world seeing, seeing the world in live. another perspective yeah. Yeah. and that we're needy but like there's other, always other people that are way exactly. more needy can, can you talk a little bit about your business model yeah so the, and you know we've been talking about business so the way that I I learned in in London because they're also very advanced in social entrepre- social entrepreneurship so the, what they taught me was that you need to be able to sustain your business, right? You can't rely on grants. You can't rely on, on you know, things that aren't going to be there one moment. So they said, what are you going to do to make your business sustainable? You're going to have to create possibly other businesses or you might have to charge unfortunately the program won't be free but still make it affordable cater to the communities to the community's needs you know i'm not going to go into you know south central and charge a 25 dollar class for a student because it it doesn't make sense but maybe i can go in and charge maybe five dollars because they'll hold a sense of still responsibility and it's still affordable so it's trying to come up with strategies my motto is still creating affordable prices for the parents Mm -hmm. and then creating other other businesses to help support that business. For example, I started, uh, um, it's very small right now, and I want to develop it more, uh, apparel, you know. So multiple sources of income. Multiple sources yep. of income, yeah. Nice. I started ordering wholesale leotards and, and tights and ballet shoes and all these different at affordable prices. And that same money was going back into our dance program, helping it sustain for operational costs, um, you know, any other. And so, so I want to talk mm-hmm. about okay. why that's yeah. important, right? Mm-hmm. I want to talk about why the idea of having these, not providing free classes and providing like $5 classes, I was right? just going to ask mm-hmm. yeah. thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So this is important, right? Because we still live in a capitalist society. Mm-hmm. I think we very much have to look at that as being the reality that we live in. It's mm-hmm. all about money, right? So when you provide free programming, although it's a great service, we found that that doesn't really work in the society that we live in. But if you provide classes at an affordable price for $5 for a child, which is reasonable, they can buy into it and feel invested. Yeah, And that makes a big difference, right? I paid $5 for you to go to that Mm -hmm. class. You better go accountability. You got some skin. Skin in the game. Psychologically, it Mm -hmm. it does something. You value it more. Yeah, you value it more. You do. Because you actually have to, whatever it may be. And that provides sustainability for you to to know that you can pay your teachers and, you know, afford those things that you Mm -hmm. then use to invest back in. Money is important, you know, and especially like that buy-in, it makes a big difference. You know, and Leslie actually has a story, I think, where you once provided free classes and then Mm -hmm. what happened? Yeah. What happened? Do you mind sharing that with the, I think the mother, or it was like a mother's uh, um, yoga thing. Oh, well, that was still, it was a donation based. Oh, okay, okay. It was still donation based. Um, but but we have did any... have a time okay. where we were we were providing, well, going back to what you said, um, when it was donation based, parents 
that were coming into the class, it, there wasn't a sense of commitment. Yeah, of course. You know, there there you was go. no commitment. Yeah, is, yeah, they came in. I, I, you know, maybe started off with like and they asked 10. for it. They asked for yeah. They it was about ten, and I was like, okay, let's start off. You, come, I want you guys. You know, mm-hmm. I want you guys to still come. I, you know, whatever you can afford, you know, just donate it. But I want to say within less than two months. They stop coming as much yeah. as I tried to motivate them and there's like to one parent them come. Yeah. that yeah. really wasn't like, but she was committed, like, but she yeah. was committed before, so like she yeah. was on it before. So this was just one thing, like, oh, now I could do it where my kid goes to school. I, yeah. I, I think there's this gym that I went to that I was a part. Did I ever tell you guys? I don't know if it does. Like a two dollar. So one day, you know, maybe just maybe two, three years ago, I, I saw an ad on Facebook, you know, and it said like. Lose twenty pounds for free, uh, you know, whatever. And I was like, fuck what? it, you know, I'm like, whatever. Yes. I'm gonna sign up, you know, uh, you know. And I signed up, got an email, and I got invited to the to the orientation for this program. That it was a free program, capital. That's why they. That's why they free offer you. Free You won't really commit. <laughs> well, check. So check it out. So check this out. So so it was a free to lose twenty pounds free, you know, whatever. <laughs> and uh, in six weeks, uh, you know, so you know, so you know, I went to the you know to the orientation or whatever, and. Um, I, uh, you know, I showed up and then, you know, they start breaking it down. They're like, we go through everything, you know, everything, you know, down the line. And then, you know, we're finally, you know, finally get to the end. And it's like, and then she finally said, you know, the, the, the trainer, the owner of the gym finally says, you know, okay, so, you know, so one thing, you know, I've been in sales for a long time and, um, uh, you know what I realize is that when you offer something for completely free, people uh, uh, there yes, it is. You, yes, people <laughs> are not as committed. People have to have skin in the game. So we have to change our business model. So our business model it's six weeks free, but there is a deposit, a fully refundable. If you don't lose the weight, of, you don't get your money back. <laughs> Five hundred dollars. This is the last. <laughs> this wow. is the last thing I tell you. Like so, this is yep. legit. The very last thing they tell you. We like saying, and they hold okay. on. That's not social entrepreneurship. Okay, That's a scam. Oh, no, it's it's, 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 it's a motivation for no, the it is, people it that is. don't yes. do it on their own. The way it works is, and then I discovered this, and the reason I learned this because I ended up doing it, and then I did it, and then I eventually did um, you get your refund? I, I lost seventeen pounds, <laughs> but, I did. Uh, but 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 check it out, check it out. But there were some people in my cohort that did lose them, a couple people. But I ended up actually working for this, but this trainer. I ended up working uh, at this gym for like I did their social media, and I was like a receptionist at that. Okay, so it worked months. out for you. It worked out for me because I didn't have the play. But, but. Many, I'm curious to know how many dropped out. That's always the question. Here we go. So that's yeah. the question, what's right? The yeah. percentage? And then what's did they the go percentage? after their money? Okay, yeah. so just like MLMs, I would say I would, I would I'll do this. About fifty percent uh, stop showing up after the second week. Okay, uh, boom. They already made a profit people. right there. Okay, there right exactly. Five hundred right there. Fully refundable, right? Isn't that what they said? If you lose the twenty pounds, if you don't lose the weight, they keep all the money that you you invested. I would say about basically took your money because you didn't have enough motivation to do it by yourself. I'm I'm not trying to knock it. It's a scam. It's not a scam though. It's not a scam though. It's a scam if you don't. But it don't work. It's your own fault if you give five hundred dollars and then you don't show up. Yeah, exactly. Or or if you know you're gonna lose it, some people are like go ham and they're already going ham. They're like, I mean, it's the same thing like with the gym. Some people don't even use it. Gym, but they're paying exactly. membership. And they don't, don't care. Yep. Yeah. The people don't and care. Yeah, they, they don't. They don't care. They're just waiting for you to. We'll see. Okay. Oh, and the, oh so anyway, about twenty percent. But I think that's unique to gyms. I think it's just the idea that I want to lose weight, but I'm not going to work but for this it. This one is. Yeah. <laughs> There's always. Well, this is actually. It's actually a really good gym, though. But I do. I will say this. I'm not going to uh, plug them because I don't like her anymore. I don't get along with her anymore. We ended that's up on that. But, but, but I did see 
four different cohorts go through that, go through the the program. The the mm-hmm. and um, I w- it was always the same thing. Half would drop off the second week, and then the, then Which most of them would, uh, the other half would finish. I would have walked out of the and room. about twenty to twenty five percent actually hit the hit the 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 goal. Nice. And and here's the thing. But here's the thing. So then you have the option. Once you hit the goal, you hit that. You get on. You go to your last weigh in, and then you hit the twenty pounds. They say. Do you want your money back? Or do you want a membership? Or do you want to put it into another? Double down. Exactly. Yeah. Do you want to just roll it over? Roll it over. Or do you want a full year? Bet on yourself. Exactly. Again. So some people, and guess what happens there? They do it again. They do it again. Not everyone makes it. For a lot of people, like, you know, it gets progressively harder harder to lose weight. So, So, well, okay. Okay, So check it out. I am curious. So would that be considered a social enterprise? Okay. Check this out. Check this out. I wanted to Wait, this is the perfect segue. But, but why not though? What because, what makes it a social? Because it doesn't have a it doesn't have a motivative. What is its mission statement? What is it? How's that helping the community? Mm-hmm. How is that helping the? It's community? taking your money away because it's you taking don't. Your money. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. but it, but it's but you're that's providing not offering a, something at an affordable price to keep yourself afloat. Yeah, that's, no, dude. You know, that's, that's taking five hundred bucks away from you. Because, yeah, you but it, it's actually. But would you way. say that? It, I, I would argue. It could be okay. free for all thirty Listen. people that finish the program. Yeah, but no. they know no, 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 they no. know going. Okay. So this is why. Let it's me tell per- you. Let me tell you a social enterprise, so you can okay. get a few. In, for your company is a social enterprise, right? She's funding money back into her company to keep themselves afloat, to keep build revenue, so that they can support more kids and support more of the community and support more kids in in the orphanage. Yeah, yeah. she's trying to keep these people. She's not going into it knowing that 50% are going to drop drop. off and I'm going to keep that 500 bucks each. Their mission right there is profit motivated. They know that. Their mission right there is how do we get more money from people to give us our money. Her mission is not profit motivated. I really want to use this to segue to MLMs. Okay. Okay. Multi-level oh. marketing. I'm not just listen. Yeah, just yeah. listen. Just listen. Who's been part of it? Raise your hand if you've ever been listen. part of an MLM. Can you guys? I've, been, I've, I've had written, people call me t- before, but I. I well, All right. Can I? Put, yeah. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> Jesus, I'm trying to. Okay. Fuck so, MLMs, man. The, no, hold on. Jesus Christ! Right. I'm trying to fucking make a point. <laughs> They're not. They're just like your your yeah. little company. Okay. So it's not bad. All right, but they're profit motivated. Okay, I just got hit up for one. I've done a couple myself. Yeah, you invited me that dumbass yes, event that one time. Yes, hold on. They're all this. They're, 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 it was a party too. They invited me to this Look, party. I was expect. They were like, "There's gonna be food." You gotta call drinks. twenty of your friends <laughs> right from right now. There was there was so cars the with, with like the name of fucking yep. on it, Vima and shit. Every time, so every time, it's it's similar. the The thing is, they're motivated by one profits and two. Their bottom, uh, their bottom, or, or the bottom line is profits, yes, but their bottom tier of the pyramid yeah. is dependent on people that are uh, gonna quit. Yeah. That's the whole point. That's, That's the, the whole point. point. The, the the big pyramid are dependent on people that are going to invest for a certain amount of time, whether it be the initial investment or the initial investment for the first year, and then they're going to stop. It's before, that first deposit, before, right? But it's before, first... yeah, before they make their money back, that's the key. Yeah. Before the people make their money back, yeah. that's yeah. what it, it they're does, It's not in your best interest to have them. It's be in successful. your best interest to have a bunch of people join for like 
amount of time to build your own leg and then they mm-hmm. start building their legs and then all of a sudden you stop working because everyone else is working for you it's floating you yeah. so that's the problem the problem is I'm not really trying to help anybody else I'm for really trying to get for those who don't know what an MLM yeah. is it's a pyramid scheme well and but see but you gotta be careful because a lot of people will fight you on that and be like it's mm-hmm. not a scheme it's, it's a structure yeah. but it's the same, same thing, thing because what ends up happening they're making profits off of people you, that are yeah. yes yeah. that's what they're dependent on and like you because I ask and they never know the answer this is the golden question what percentage of people that make make their money back or like what percentage quit in general because if you start seeing oh 80% quit in general then that means where did all that money go That's, but they never answer that question or they never, they always segue. And I'm like, I'll give, I'll give, and I'll give a perspective too too on, because I've also, you know, I, as a business person, I've tapped into every kind of business and I've tried to learn about every type of, because as an entrepreneur, you kind of have to be open-minded. You're trying to to figure it out, right? You're figuring out as you go in, it's a journey, you know, it's a journey until you get to where you have to get to. So I know, um. I know Axel, you know, did Cutco, and I had I had told him about it was a. <laughs> you know what Cutco is? No. Okay. It's selling knives. Selling knives. Selling knives. So oh, either, hilarious! Either okay. you can get yeah, people, yeah, yeah. either yeah. you can get people no, to buy them, or you can yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I've tapped into or I've tried to be open minded and learn about Quality different businesses, and, and I was like super young, and I was learning about you know network marketing yeah. and how it works, and like conceptually. You wanna you you wanna think like oh okay you know if you're can, a good lead you know if yeah. you're a good leader then I could lead I can provide my for myself, group well, myself, yeah. well not just for myself so like if I'm a good leader I can bring in a friend that I really care about and then <laughs> it's not know, untrue wait wait hold on hold on so th- this conceptually this is what people are mm-hmm. thinking yeah, and that's why they right. buy into uh-huh. it you know they buy into it because they're like you know I I really if I'm a good leader I can generally like I care about Axel so I'm gonna tell Axel like Axel so I know you know a person that you care about and you want them, you know, to be financially free. It's not, you, you care about the product. I know it's a health product. If you that's believe the in the product, that's yeah. the pitch. You know, mm-hmm. if you really care about the product, some people don't, but like you want to be generally invested it's in the product. Re- yeah. And then they, and, and they, if they really care about the person too, and they want to be financially free and you're, you and know, the they're going to. And people gonna, who care about you will buy from you. you will know? buy from you. Yeah. And then that person will buy. You have some push. You have some pull. You have influence. Con- yeah. So the people. concept of it. You want to think like, oh, you know what? Because I care and I'm a good leader and they care and they'll be a good leader to their brother or their sister. And then, and you think that it'll work. But then the reality is that like there's there's flaws in that in that system because then there's people that fall out. And then you have to like you have to invest so much energy. And yeah, and you're money. right. A lot of people will fall out. And then at the end of the day, the person most, that's actually here, that's most what they don't people, tell yeah. you. Most. And most so, fall and so out. that's why. Yeah. But it was a good experience because yeah. along the way, I learned a lot of Really good business. I'm sure you learned how to a a lot of marketing sales. I I mean, it's all sales because you got to influence people. Business in general and staying motivated because it is it is not easy to to stay to uh, or to stay motivated or to be an entrepreneur. That it it takes a lot of perseverance and a person who's done it just jumping in and doing it and learning. It takes a lot, and I've taken the skills from all these different businesses. So that's why I'm like, sometimes I don't completely diss it, but it is this con- this false concept I, to me. I realize like, it's not for me. You have to realize the reality. The yeah, reality of it me. is that 
they make their money off of most people that fall off. That's what you just have so, to know that. Yeah. That's it. And I think we should, yeah. Yeah. We top off. we should get back on yeah. um, entrepreneurship. Yes. Okay. But I, I want to say yes. that. But that's like, good that we covered that yeah, kind of yeah, business. Yeah. I, you yeah. have to identify what their bottom line is and what their mission and is. And that's what's important. Yeah. I think that that yes. ultimately is, what driving, is what's driving people towards social entrepreneurship, yeah. right? Because you asked the question earlier, like, where is this coming about? Like, how is this becoming a movement? And I think it's because people like us, right? People yeah. who are passionate and who we've grown up in an age where we're so exposed to things and we've yeah. seen people get scammed by MLMs. We've right. seen the market crash. We've seen people and globalization lose their houses. in general, you know? We've seen the effects of globalization. Mm-hmm. So, what are the takeaways we get? Okay, we like buying stuff. Right. We like having ownership of things and being materialistic, but yeah. we also want to do good right. because we've seen so much fucked up shit happen, right? And that's why I think it's really great when you see, you know, like you said, your business is now doing apparel. People mm-hmm. love that. Mm-hmm. People love, oh, let me buy this shirt that I can wear and I can take ownership of and say that I did good when I bought this shirt because it donated to your nonprofit. Right? And is it sustainable too? Because it is she sustainable. Is, right, it is she's sustainable. making sure that this uh, nonprofit, I'm sorry, no, that this that social entrepreneurship. That people get invested and they buy in, and right? The and they get something in up. return and the yeah. ethics line mm-hmm. up. You know? yeah. so, We've seen so many you know, CEOs and corrupt people in boards get profits over people. We've seen that happen so much in our lifetime. So people like us are really, really hungry for a way that we can you know, spend our money on things that we love and do good and we know what their bottom line is. Yeah. We know that they're not fucking over that people to make a profit. We know yeah. that they're using their their profits mm-hmm. to serve the community, to give people jobs, to pay them equal wages, you know, to like give kids service trips and connect to new parts of the world. We like that. So that's why I think that social entrepreneurship is like the essentially like the wave of the future and where a lot of us are going to be choosing to spend our money. I, I am curious. Um, right? I am curious. Uh, what? Because you, because you, you mentioned the, you mentioned uh, a lot of us. The word that a lot of us, and they kind of got me curious. Um, in your program, how uh, what's what's the how diverse is your program? I'm Extremely curious. Extremely diverse. I I don't know much about like USC in, in general, but I know we're probably the most diverse program in Marshall in the business school program. Oh, wow. Program. Okay. So we are, we're about, my cohort is about 50 students. Um, I would say um, about 70% of us are women. Which okay. that alone is really dive, okay. really different from what you see at the business school at Marshall, which is mostly m- white. And what's men. the percentage of POC in, the, in that program? Um, I would say about fifty percent POC. Fifty percent POC. I yeah. would say that's high in comparison. High, extremely high for yeah. any master's program anywhere. That's and I think, high. And I, I, I think that speaks. To I think I think I think mm-hmm. this idea of social entrepreneur. I mean I don't and know. And you have Would to look p- at who are entre- who are the who are social entrepreneurs, right? When I look at people in my cohort, that's what I look at. Who are so- people? Who are social entrepreneurs? Mm-hmm. These are people who have social work backgrounds who now who have like wanted to find new ways to bring uh, social work ideas and like community development. These are people who have worked in for-profit industries and have felt like their lives haven't had purpose or meaning and they want to use their skills. That's That's a lot of people. people. It's a lot of millennials. People like me who studied social justice and studied, um, you know, human rights and political science who are now working and want to be in businesses. And it's, you know, it's, I, there's girls who are in 
medical, who want to go on and be doctors and want to learn how to put social entrepreneurship in their medical mm-hmm. practice. You know, yeah. wow. it's it's That's everywhere. Awesome. Yeah. You know, I I would okay. So I don't I don't want to make this about or think about race, but I mean we are a POC show, so yeah. you know. But but one of the things that I've noticed, at least in my experience, is when I when and uh, this is coming from, I guess, looking at all the different, uh, uh, all my colleagues, all my classmates from college, you know, everyone that started a business that started or that went into business, you know, um, I've seen that most of the people that are doing, you know, social entrepreneur uh, the, uh, uh, that started social enterprises are yeah. people of color. So that's why I'm curious to know, like, you, do you think that's a do you think that's a that's something that's coming that that's something that. I think it's you know, your I, perspective and where you're well, from. I guess it might bit, be my network. Bit, it could yeah. be my yeah. network, but 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 I, but I, but I mean, she, she did say fifty. Value, she yeah. did say fifty percent of her program is, is, is POC. This is why, right? Yeah. Because a lot of white America has been able to come from from families and from situations where they benefit from the idea of American dream of entrepreneurship, right? But for us, for people of color. Community has always been the bottom line, you know, taking care of your family and, and providing for each other. We haven't had access to capital and to business the way that white America has. For us, it's always been about taking just care of Just for as own. long, to just on yeah. in general, yeah. just they've been here longer, they've and been I the think, majority longer, and they've I had think opportunities. We also longer, have you know? dealt with nonprofits a lot more and have yeah. dealt with, you know, needing to have service provided for us. Right. And now we want to provide for ourselves right. in a sustainable way. In a sustainable right. way, yeah. And um, and and with nonprofits, if you think about it too, where is the funding coming? Other okay. than other yes. other than yes. the government, because well, yeah. I also work. So aside from starting a social enterprise, I also work for for a foundation, and they're you know they started off small, and now they're expanding, and they're amazing, you know, and and that's why I continue to work with them. But they have really. Um, wealthy funders, mm-hmm. you know, they they're, from a, Jewish, they're from a Jewish they, they community have, yeah, they and they have a lot of, but they're still a nonprofit, Excellent. so that it has a lot to do Jewish with community. it, right? You know, and social it's, entrepreneurship, I think, allows more um, of that internal what we were talking about earlier, right? Like the people who are there giving you service are not reflective of a community, right? In social entrepreneurship, you see that a lot more, right? It's not this idea of wealthy people giving poor people money. No. It's the idea of we're building ourselves and right. we're continuing creating a community. Creating but we're also change. not we're, we're open to those relationships that are on our terms. Yeah, you know, you or, know, or in, the, in the terms yeah. and taking on, on the terms of the social board, entrepreneurship. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, rather rather than taking right a big donor for a social enterprise, right? Right. Rather than having somebody give you a big donation and that being your source of income mm-hmm. and, and you're reliant on that big donor who gives you yeah. money, you bring a big donor on as an investor. Right, exactly. You get their skin on their game mm-hmm. and you ask them, you know, why don't you float us and yeah. see a return on your own investment? Because they're literally invested now rather than, now, rather than, than just, like, oh, I'm they, just helping just, you out. Yeah. 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 And that's just not spare change. And I want to say, like, I don't want, I don't know if it's that's a race thing. It can be, but it's not necessarily. That's just like a I think um, that's people a with big pocket yeah. culture. Yeah, because yeah, it's people with big pockets in general. You know what I mean? And also, if it's I could, race and social economic status together. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I want to and I want to touch on the the politics of that a little bit, if I may. Um, so <laughs> you may, because Leslie mentioned a very good point about. Um, why grants and funding is a problem. The reason why they're a big problem is because of the limitations they place on the actual uh, entities. So, for example, if Leslie is a dance 
group and wants to do like service community stuff and a bunch of other stuff, there's a bunch of grants that she already can't apply for. You rather because, than doing your own mission, you have to fit your mission into exactly. What so you're looking for. so every grant writer will tell you that you have a template and then you modify. You know what I mean to whatever the grant is required because mm. in reality so it, sh- it changes mar- it shifts it's your, a marketing your mission That's statement it, it goes it, it influences yes. your yeah. well oh, shit. well I mean do, do, yes do you no. think it does I think it does I mean sometimes. but then again it depends on what your grant well, but it it could be the bottom line is yeah, you're exactly. trying to the bottom line is you're trying to get that money but you need money that's what I'm saying that money is trying to okay you gotta stay afloat so you gotta get you get desperate sometimes and I've applied well it's not even about being desperate you do it every time yeah you have to do it all the time yeah I've applied to several grants and trying to stay true to my mission I've had them tell me sorry you, you either you you're don't not qualify yeah. you're not fit because they're and looking for something I don't want something. to mold into something that yeah. they are trying to look for yeah. I'm trying to stay true to what I want to provide for that community mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and, and then yeah go ahead and, and like right so say you get a grant one year right that's like mm-hmm. this is what we're looking for we're looking to fund this program that right. does this kind of thing and you fit mm-hmm. guess what they're not gonna chances are maybe they will for five years Right. But your grant is reliant on a certain period. Unless, and they yeah. want, like I said earlier, they want to invest in new things. They want to say, we did this, 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 and this. They don't want to say, I sustainably funded a program for 20, 30 years. <laughs> and the, and the, without know? seeing any, re- any, any, any profits. Well, like, well unless any, you're a gold star and they want, can huh? brag about you. Because that's what politically, it's a lot of bragging. It's a lot of name mentioning. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of ass kissing, yeah. dude. There's it really lot, is, yeah. dude. And the thing is, when you're a nonprofit, if you don't kiss ass and if you don't conform, then you're and, not going to survive. And this is something that hmm. I, that I, as a nonprofit, that my right. director of my program said to me that was like really like, wow. Charitable organizations have always existed, but right. like the idea of like nonprofits really came about maybe in like the 60s and 70s. And like Los Angeles County alone has like hundreds and yeah. hundreds and hundreds of nonprofits up, that LA? serve homelessness. Hmm. Right? Has hundreds of nonprofits that serve hopelessness. So, why is homelessness still a problem in Los Angeles? Because it provides more jobs for people than it does help for homeless people? Well, there's not, first of all, there's not a lot of interconnectedness with nonprofits, which isn't a big issue. A lot of people have competing missions and do separate things and are not like, you know, building the same thing. But, like, like if this model worked, if this model worked, it would have worked, you know, like especially in Los Angeles where there's hundreds of nonprofits doing homelessness work. Mm-hmm. There's still a massive homelessness problem. So how do we We just passed how something do we break actually. the wheel, right? How yeah. do we break the wheel? How do we try new things? How do we start mm-hmm. making actual change in society? Well, now the idea is social entrepreneurship. What kind yeah. of social entrepreneurships and social enterprises can come up in those spaces and bring new ideas to the market? Yeah, because you have to be a change. player in the global market. You have to be if you're going to survive. And if you're not, then you have to depend on those who are, mm-hmm. which means you have to you know, re- re- rely on other money. I think we see globally, monies. right? Globally, we see that giving free money doesn't, or doesn't no, help. It doesn't. Aid does not help. Free aid does not help. No. And we see that even when we look in other countries of the world, right? Like when we look at what we quote unquote called third world countries, when we, when we make countries so self-reliant on foreign aid, mm-hmm. they are then stunted to not provide for it themselves. It stunts their growth, yeah. And this has a lot to do with colonialism and globalization and capitalism in the first place. You Shout know, out to a David. Lot of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Decolonize. Because you don't oh, empower yeah. your community yeah, to grow you know, itself. A lot. Yeah. I, mean, I like, you know, in the, I, I feel like my education and my research, my background has allowed me to have a very like holistic 
like view of like mm-hmm. history and um, the way like geopolitics have played into things, right? So when we look at foreign countries, a lot of them, especially in Latin America and especially in Africa, which were two continents, right? Continents, not countries. Right. Continents that were colonized for the sole purpose of providing wealth to, Euro- to the that, European countries, yeah. right? We see a lot of this interdependency, right? A lot of these countries became monocopping cultures where they would do bananas or they would grow sugar cane. Mm, instead or they of being would holistic. Be, instead of being able or, to provide well-rounded, sustainable economy. It's like Hawaii, dude. They yeah. rely on tourism. That's all it is. Yeah, they, they don't exactly. Have, that's exactly. where all their money comes so from. So this is a global issue. This is a global issue, right? Like we've created these situations where countries are now reliant on a certain kind of economy. And they they lack a lot of developments in other economies that create um, completeness yeah. and self-sustainability. Yeah, self-sustainability. Did you guys know that Cuba is one of the only countries in Latin America that is self-sustainable? Well, because, because they were of forced the embargo, to. Yeah, they were right? forced to do but it they on they provide own. enough food for their people. They don't yeah. import food, which is something no that's, other country yeah, that's can inti- really that's say. Insane. You yeah. know? So we look. So what we can look at this on a micro level, like communities yeah. like South Central Los Angeles and you know Detroit and Watts and the dependency on aid, and then right. we then yeah. look at this macro level on this yeah. global scale of these countries that we have now made dependent on us. So we see that in foreign countries, like. I, I remember when I was on for my my podcast about fashion, we talked about Tom's, and I was like, that's not really a good model, right? Yeah. It's, <laughs> well, it's, yeah. it's an A In case model. somebody didn't listen yeah. to that it's episode. It's not horrible, but why, it's not the why best example. Okay, so check it out. So, so, if, I, a, so if, I, if I listen to, if I hear about Tom's, and I hear, hey, if I buy shoes, yeah, I'm going to give so, one I'm to gonna You think you're shoes. doing a good job. You think that that's great, but th- I'm going to tell you why that's not great, because it's an aid model, right? You're saying we're giving people something for free. So people then, like the market, in these communities where Tom decides that they're going to donate their shoes becomes flooded with these really cheap shoes because, you know, our shoes, the the shoes that you buy in America at the retail stores are made in factories in China. But the, the shoes that are made for aid are made at, like, lower-level factories. So they're, they don't even, as shitty as the Tom shoes are that are available on ours, the ones that go out into aid are, like, made for, like, because they, they still make a profit, right? Like, they yeah. still make a profit. They still have an ROI. So um, they're really cheap to make. So then they go into these community and dump off all these shoes, but then you also displace local shoemakers and local industries that were once like self-building and self... And that's with um, clothing donations too. That's huge, right? right? We look at where where do our clothing... Uh, clothing in America go right. We only ten percent of what gets goes to Goodwill gets sold in the U.S. The rest gets sold to overseas markets. These secondhand clothes then flood markets in in less developed countries, and then people would prefer to buy the highly branded Nike secondhand shirt rather than buying something made by a local manufacturer. And there's now this dependency on getting clothes and shoes on hand me downs from other yeah yeah from more industrialized countries. Right. Yeah. So the aid model does not work. We have we have to move away from that. 
uh, skinning the game. I have a, I have a question actually because I actually did some research uh, when I was editing the podcast yeah. to make sure that, and you know I did find some discrepancies or some uh, transparency issues with Tom's. But if you have any resources that we could plug in, because I really love that like you you put some of this stuff out. Like today you mentioned uh, oh. We're drinking out of plastic cups right now. Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned it's just as easy to go buy a... Dollar cup at dollar, the Yeah, instead store. of the solo cups that, yeah. you know, because we're drinking out of... Spend $12 and have a bunch of cups. But you know what? That's, the part of, that's, the, that's part of the journey, right? Recognizing your habits and building new ones, right? Mm-hmm. And so if there's any plugs of any information that our readers... Um, or that okay, our listeners well, if you're can, looking for shoes... Well, well, we can do well, that we can at the end. I do have a so question. So hold that, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did want to say something, too. Sorry, go ahead. Do you have a point? But I do have to say, because we were also, like, Axel and I were doing more research... And their model isn't isn't perfect, it's and I'm not a pro. Be- yeah, no, and it's I, gotten better. Yeah, than it's it gotten, was when I first and that's started. what I was gonna yeah. say. Just just to kind of put it out there, because they did respond to that. Yes, they responded they did. to that, they and did. then they started hiring people mm-hmm. in Haiti. New things. Yeah, yeah, they they opened up another workshop yeah. in different places, um, or you know where they're making shoes. Yeah. So they started ha- hiring people yeah. in Haiti, and then they started with those same shoes yeah. giving the. So they do respond yes. well to criticism. Yeah. So she was right. So yeah. I just wanted to put that. Yeah, and that I, out I, there I'll just reiterate that too. They I, think did that, I did it. I think that's good yeah. because yeah. That, that's good because I think that 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 that's it. I think uh, having I like that that companies are responding to criticism. Yeah, that's important. That's how you hold people accountable. Yes. I think that Tom's really does yeah. want to be a social enterprise. I do believe that. I think that they really, really want to be a social enterprise. They're such a big but player in the market they, right now. Yes, though. and they came out like they were like the and first they went ones. Public. So of course mm-hmm. they were going to make mistakes. And they went public. Of course, so when yeah. you and they're yeah. going to get a lot. And, yeah, a lot of eyes are going to be on them. Yeah, when you go public. That when that that means everything. that means that you're that you now have shareholders. Okay, mm-hmm. so what that means is that people can now There's buy into control. your company, which means now it's not just your vision. You're now responsible to the ROI of your shareholders. Mm-hmm. You're so now can you can you explain what the ROI is? So res- ROI is return on investment. It's it, you'll hear it a lot when talking about businesses. Shareholders. So shareholder investment. So when you buy stock on the, the stock The people market, that buy the stock, okay? You do that in order for you to get a return on your investment. Right. Depending on how well a business does, the higher your yeah. ROI is. So yeah. that's bottom line. So what happens is when you yeah. go public, that essentially gives you a huge access to capital. So you can mm-hmm. just, just, just like... You could just like do things that you like you couldn't do before, right? But then what happens is now you're responsible. Now your mission is responsible for keeping those you people's got, you got to money in yeah. their pocket. Right. So yeah. that fucks with your mission. So it's very important for people to understand that when they go into politics, I mean, I'm sorry, when they go into social entrepreneurships, like thinking about going public, thinking about LLC versus, so, uh, you know, sole proprietorship and all these other, yeah, you know, yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. You got to really think about all these things. And I'm just saying that because we're in this like, uh, you know, um, uh, we're in this time right now where everyone's trying to do their own thing and trying to do it for the benefit of everyone. But like, there's there's still business element. But you need to the it. money too. Yeah. You, you do. need the money. You need the money. There's still business element to it. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of bullshit that you are not going to want to do that is really fucking boring, and that you just have to just push through. And and I would like to uh, actually ask you, Leslie, uh, okay. in your struggle with D2S, you're really str- you know pushing through. And and yeah. also really, I want to shout out to SASPAP because SASPAP is a very similar program that. Um, is very intertwined with D2S and they do a lot yeah. of good stuff for the community at St. Agnes School. Yeah. But um, but the struggle, yeah, just talk about how hard it is and like how much you have to push through and really put a lot of your time and effort into it just like any other business, you know? Yeah, I mean, I learned a lot because I didn't know about the concept of social entrepreneurship 
And I was really trying to find a model, especially because I I didn't have the capital mm-hmm. to start a company and, and to start a nonprofit. You know, when it comes to taxes, you have to put up, you know, 800, 900, whatever you have to have. Just you have to have capital to start. And yeah. And for me... I, I didn't have that, but I knew that I wanted to provide or at least do something for the community. But I knew that, you know, teachers also deserve to get paid. And and, and even for you my need time, to stick I'm around not, too. And, and to eat mm-hmm. and to survive, we they also need, need something. So I was, yeah. I was really trying to build a model that was sustainable, that would still be there. And so it was, I mean, I did a lot. I did a lot of research. I want to... I did my own MBA in research. Like, I, went, I took so many classes. I was doing my own research. I was just, you know, and... Um, and, and that's I important, too. I think for anyone that's stay I mean, honestly, even, honestly, the internet, people do your research. Yeah, yeah you it's have all about your research. And then find your sources and check your sources because that is the biggest, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just make yeah, sure yeah. that all the research you're looking at yeah. is credible, right? Yeah. And so I learned a lot. Like I said, like, going back to um, a course... At, that I took in in London, it was just like business business management, but it was from a different country, a different perspective, ah. and so yeah, they, adjust. you know, yeah, and so they spoke about social entrepreneurship, and then I also had a, a mentor who was doing business in London, who was one of my sister's friends, and he and he really was, you know, he questioned me. And he's like, "Why do you want to do a nonprofit?" why a nonprofit model and so he challenged me mm-hmm. he wasn't saying that it was wrong but he questioned and my whole idea was like I can't start a nonprofit right away you know I need a board of members I need money I need this I can't start a business and I was overwhelmed with all these things like I can't do it because it is a lot because it is overwhelming yeah. and he's like why, why why do you feel the need to start a nonprofit because you want to do something good for the community and so he you know he started to question me and I was like you, you know, you're right. Like, where are you, tr- you know, what are you trying to, you know, tell me? So he's like, you can still provide a good service at an affordable price and still do good for your community and sustain it at the same time. Have you ever thought about that? And so when I was taking this course, I learned about uh, leisure centers that they had in different districts this is, uh, is this in, in London. In London okay. Yeah. So it was, you know, like different, like, let's just say the city of Compton or the city of <laughs> Pasadena or whatever, just yeah, different, well. you know, different cities or different places in London. And they had these um, leisure centers for the community. And like they community had, centers, community, Yeah, that, that's okay. what they would call them, leisure right, centers. Right. But that's it nice. was, it was, yeah. It's so like it was a little like YMCA. But yeah. it was kind of, it was yeah, a YMCA, yeah, yeah. but it was you know it had a pool, it had nice. an area for the kids, it had nice gym facilities, and it was, and free. It, was it wasn't free, but oh. the membership was very affordable. It was yeah. like maybe thirty pounds, you know, equivalent, you know, maybe forty bucks yeah. or fifty, yeah. you know. So it was very affordable, but they had access to all this to the group exercise classes, to the pool. The facilities were very amazing. Communal, right? It yes. was very communal, yes. and mm. it was very affordable. Um, and, and self-sustaining. It was, and then I started doing, yeah, I was doing research and I was like, oh, this must definitely be like a nonprofit because it's so nice. It's not like your little gym that you he- that you get here in LA that's for profit. It was like, it just, it seemed like it was like a community center that was a nonprofit in, in my eyes, in my perspective. And then I found out that it was actually a bunch of different investors coming in to, wow. yeah, to invest in that community. Oh, and cute. So that was their main, that was their main mission and they sustained mm-hmm. it and the community, you know, was able to have us a, a place to come in and, you know, it, it was, it was doing good and it was an affordable price. So I was challenged with that new perspective and new idea and then I brought that over here and that's when I started doing more research so I've done a lot of research on like Tom's and, yeah. and you know, different, different social enterprises that try and do good and and that's 
you know, the struggle was, you know, the struggle was Finding real. money and staying true to your mission. But so, then I started, yeah, yeah, but just back to the basic model, it was about going back and I'm like, how can, what, what is my minimum cost and how can I sustain this and how can I still pay the teachers? Maybe it's not at the rate, you know, I'm not there yet to pay them the rate that I want to, but to still, you know, incentivize them, them to stick around. Yeah, yes. to stay yes. and, and to, to know that they'll, they'll, be, yes. they'll be taken care of. To at least aim to yeah. be fair. And so, and so that was the whole thing. Like what, what can the, the community afford? And so we've been going on, this is going to be our fourth year. Mm-hmm. And oh, yes, congratulations! Yeah, yeah, thank congrats. you. We ha- and and personally, I don't. You know, we haven't grown to to a place where like a, a business, like a normal business, would grow. We're barely starting to see a little bit of expansion, and it is the lack of capital. But I have to say, even even in being you know a small community, the value in that has been immense. You know, we have about. 70 students now oh, in our wow. program. Do you feel and, fulfilled? And I feel fulfulfilled, yeah. And, and you, I, and you we're just, you're getting another uh, location. Uh, so we're partnering with the Salvation Army. So, yeah. And Partnerships. Yeah, so we're location. partnering and now they're able, I'm able to access their facilities and their support mm-hmm. and their, you know, and their knowledge. And so we're slowly growing and, and, you know, and that's the direction that we're going. But the important thing is that we never stopped because some prop, some, you know, some nonprofits or some even businesses will stop at year one, at year Just two, keep going. and we've been able to sustain something that's that's doing good for the community and for the kids and something. Um, you definitely have to be passionate about what you do to kind of keep that going. So, yeah. in addition to social entrepreneurship, yeah. I also want to talk a little bit about impact investing, which is hmm. like I don't the. How that works. <laughs> okay, so I'll talk yeah. about it. I'll tell yeah. you right yeah. now. Explain to us. Right? So impact investing. Impact investing, right? Oh. So, the way economics and capitalism work in America is that there's a bunch of peop- wealthy people who like to invest in businesses, who like to invest in new ideas and mm-hmm. gamble and see if they're going to make yeah. a big return, a return? on their investment. Yes. See if if they're going to invest in the next Facebook. Show me the Benjamins. See if they're going to invest in the next Pandora. See if they're going to invest Ooh. in the next things. So now, in addition to this growth of social entrepreneurship, there's also this growth in impact investing, uh. which is the idea of people who have money, people who want to help young entrepreneurs start their dreams, also impact invest in companies that have an impact. Mm-hmm. Investing that is specifically targeted towards social entrepreneurship. So now you got a market so towards now that. You have that now, right. now there exists a market oh, for that, right? Nice, nice. Now, like the people who invest in your company and who come on board <laughs> and say, I want to help you in your vision, are investing in impact. And also the potential on a return on their yeah. investment. See that, right? and that's the beauty of it because they're ne- they're now yes. down. Now they See, have yeah. to get on. It's okay. not free yes. money that I'm no, giving away no. to you. But I feel the- good about that investment. Yes, because but, it's mm-hmm. yeah. And I might see my money grow. Yeah. I might not only feel good about the money that I give to mm-hmm. you, I might also make a profit. To, uh, and you know it. what? And, and mm-hmm. people are going to say, look at that guy donating that money. What a great guy. Yeah, and, that's and I'm going to get my ass that's kicked the a little beautiful bit. Thing. <laughs> yeah, that's like, people love that, bro. People love it. That's the beautiful thing about um, social entrepreneurship, right? Is that it is, um, it is a closed loop. Right, it's people investing money into their own community, people yeah. getting benefit from it, people who are investing money to it, feeling good, and also getting impact from Very it, and that's communal. sustainable growth. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. so that's what we're seeing. So, um, 
it's not just people who want to spend their money on things. It's also money who want people who want to grow their wealth and people who want to invest and like really make a difference in that way. So it's like it's this very whole holistic. movement. It's yeah. a it's a movement, right? Yeah, it it's is. not it really so is. when you were asking what social entrepreneurship is and what the textbook it definition is, is a movement. It's, yes. It totally is. Oh, and you know what? It it's like a movement that like encompasses like everything. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's really beautiful because I love the fact that people give a shit. Because you know what? I saw I saw recently a um, a video about a guy shitting on millennials. Oh, and you know what? You know what? He had a good point. What did millennials kill? You know this what? Time? He, he got he had a good point, but America. This is what we're trying to prevent. No, no, no. He had a good point. He's like, oh, millennials just want to, you know, they want to have purpose and they want to do this, but they want it immediately and they want it. And you know what? I'm not bagging on that because mm-hmm. there we do have a little bit of of a problem with immediate gratification and the fact that our phones are right there. I'm not bagging on, it, but I think that. There is something valuable about knowing the global market, knowing the the global consumer, and knowing that like we want to spend our money in things that matter, and that we want to work in places that matter. Even and disrupt though, yes. the, and and, and yes. disrupt the system. Yes, yes, because the system right now is fucking a lot of people, and it's kind of fucking me. And, now, and I'm not happy yes. about that. Now there's more of us it. who have been fucked by the system than there right. are who benefit from it. You know, you know what I mean? So, so all we want to do is see our regular actions in our regular daily lives make matter. a change yeah. rather than go towards all this money where corporate industries don't give a shit. No. Yeah, That's all we exactly. want to see. And so I feel like he's right. We do have a lot of issues, just like every other generation has issues. But every other generation has their like people that are like ADD and can't concentrate and like all this stuff. So it's not very exclusive and to it's us. It's not you know? our fault that we're ADD because yeah, it's your corporations that, that yeah, made us this all way. These pesticides. <laughs> it's a lot of things, but you know what? But doing these, but these talking about these Gen Xers, but talking about Thanks. these kinds of things, <laughs> talking about these kinds of things, I think are very important to to stay awake to what we buy. Yeah, how, yeah. Where we work, like even right now, right now I'm personally looking for a job. Yo, shout out for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an audio engineer looking for a job, <laughs> right? <laughs> but anyway, the point is, we're looking for a job that matters. Mm-hmm. I, I, even, even, dude, I was looking at places like to serve as a server, but I was like, you know what? I want to serve at a vegan, vegan cafe, <laughs> at like a cafe that like is sustainable. I like, you know what I mean? Because you like, want to connect. Yeah, you connect. because I want to yeah. connect with people that you are standards. We, we yes, now have I to do. spend eight hours of our day. Yeah, so hour. might as well fucking might do well it where it matters yeah, exactly. and do it where I yeah, believe yeah. my you know ethics are. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. And you know what? This is a woke radio, and I just want to you know podcast, and I want to just segue into the into the idea, which is just there while you guys were talking, that we're also waking up. Mm-hmm. We're trying because, to be self conscious. Yeah, we're about wa- we're waking up. And going back to social social enterprises, just business in general, because we are creating our own businesses, and and we want to connect in a you know in a good way, and we want to serve our communities. But this whole there's a shift in generation. We were in an industrial age where we were being they were building machines in the in the school system to polish your resumes to work for a corporate mm-hmm. you know and the diver the diversification of wealth was going into the, well it, there was you know, no diversification it, it, yeah, yeah it was it, it, it was diverse. you know ceos and it was staying pocket. up here yes but now we're able to even if it's a little bit we're 
di- you know, we're we're yeah. spreading the wealth. And more that's people. Also- I mean, who would have thought that all you have to do is turn on an app and you can yeah. work full time? You can well, have a full time so, job giving people rides. Yeah. Yeah. More so than the millennial generation. You know, we are the internet generation. We've mm-hmm. grown up in an age where we can now see at the palm of our own hands, or the smartphone age, right, where all this information is like well, given we can to see us. Where we see is. the world, right? No, for we real. see Calling these. Yeah. Out like, mm-hmm. And oh, it, sorry it, about that. every generation, I think, since media was invented, it's become more and more yes. intense. You know, oh, yes. like with the Vietnam generation, right? The idea that these with people were now, this, yeah, yeah. All, all of that. The, the, with Watergate scandal, oh yeah. my God, how that changed well, the world. And now, yeah, you know, I'm. We know who is president now. We know oh, who's sitting there. You know, my God. so now more than ever, it's like watching we Central. have a responsibility. You know, now yes. we have to take matters. I think we, as people of color, we as people who have been marginalized, we as millennials who are trying to have our voice heard mm-hmm. in an administration yes. well, you know that what? is we not as a nation, We as a nation, exactly. You know, we it, all have to. We all have to find the way to fight yeah. the system. And what is a major way you fight the system with your money? And yeah. with your money, yeah. that's and, and all with knowledge, you have about. to know where yeah. your money is going. And that's why, and again, that's why social mm. entrepreneurship is growing, right? Because our money matters. What we spend, our, I, I was watching CNN, CNN today mm-hmm. um, at the airport, and CNN was on because I never watched that shit. But they were talking about how um, all of these <laughs> corporations were now pulling out of events that were at. Trump hotels. Oh, you know why? Because it's losing money. It's losing money. But what is is the only way to really affect this Benejo's ego, right? (laughs) Is through through the pocketbooks, right? Stop spending where he's at. Or where that line is. You know, which is really funny that you mentioned that. I will say this but I I heard a commentary that there was a fear. That uh, not everyone wanted to wanted to uh, make a statement because there were some people there were some companies that were very vocal about but it, but there were some that well, weren't. And the reason they were not. And, and the reason no wait can let me, go ahead, people let me, are a lot. People, investors, shareholders, stakeholders, people well, who frequent their, these businesses now want companies to be held accountable, yes. and that's the difference, right? We can no longer look as companies as, as people. Citizens United has now said that corporations are people, right? Corporations are people. Corporations can give money. So if corporations are now people and have those same rights, we now have to hold those corporations to the same accountability mm-hmm. that we would hold individuals to. We have to hold those CEOs accountable. We have to hold board members accountable. And then people vote with their money, right? Like mm-hmm. that's bottom line. Like if you don't want to support something, then don't support it. Don't put your yeah. money in. And how it. do you hold it accountable? You either don't spend money or use social media yeah. because that dude makes rem- some noise. Remember the Palatero man? Look what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look what happened through, to the bro. dude Right? Everybody knows about that shit. That dude got his phone blasted. And people like, you wanted to give to him. You know what yeah. I mean? Like people yeah. felt a sense of urgency to unite around something. We and as to a global community. community, you know, we as a global community, more so even though as a POC community, we as a global community have a, a, a duty, right, to um, stay conscious about this stuff. And Stay make, woke. And, and, and make decisions about it. Make Amen. conscious decisions. Like, buy freaking dollar cup plastic cups, which will we do, we will do tomorrow, bro. And you know what? As people <laughs> of color, too, we need to feel empowered. Because I want to yes. say that yeah. our generation... Okay, I, I know I come... You know, my parents are from... A, they're immigrants, you know? So I'm technically, what, first generation? Yeah, first generation. To, first born. To graduate from college. But there's been a shift. There's a lot of, you know, you know my mom, you know, my my... 
Guadalupe, my family was part of the, the Civil War in El Salvador. Mm. So they came. But there's been this recent influx of immigrants. And then their children, you know, it's been a decade, maybe two, where they're now educated. Maybe some have fallen out and, you know, lack of research or whatever. But we have a lot of educated people of color yeah. because our parents have pushed us, mm-hmm. you know, get an education, get an education, that to follow the American dream. And with that, now it's kind of like we're here. Now, what are we going to do with that responsibility? Mm-hmm. And we're pushing and we're resisting. But this is the first time ever where we're seeing, pe- especially people of color, that need to step up to the plate, that yeah. need to be yeah. leaders. Because that's where I, I was like, you know what? I'm here. What am I going to do? Am I going to work for a corporate? Am I going to uh, do what I think is good for the community? Am I going to leave you know, and, you know, I, I I come from a family of seven brothers and sisters and, you know, and they fought and we're all, you know, well, five out of seven. I have two sisters in high school. We're all college educated. Some have gone to work for a bank and others have, you know, gone corporate in this and that. But like for me, going back to the roots, knowing that I'm educated, knowing that I can make a difference, knowing that I came from a certain background and, you know, just having a very just sense of you know, personality or educational background. It's, you know, what are we going to do to make a difference? It's up to us. You know, are we going to let them still continue to, or the people that have, uh, you know, patriarchy or whatever it is to continue that? Mm-hmm. And how do we, how, you know, yeah, how, how do we take ownership? Yeah. And it also goes into business and yeah. social, you know, taking that, that responsibility or that. It's that very holistic yeah. too, like you said. So when you said like, okay, why are POC like so like invested into this and, and like so at the forefront of this? And this is why I think because so many of us come from immigrant backgrounds where mm. our parents like, you know, came from countries that were fucked up due through U.S. foreign policy Mm -hmm. uh, when we get down to the end of it, right? Um, And a lot of us saw our parents as entrepreneurs. You know, maybe yeah. not in Whoa, the traditional... my mom is so an entrepreneur. Yes, yeah, dude, exactly. Yeah. Wait, my mom, my mom yeah. doesn't work for anybody. Right? My mom, my mom, mom too. Yeah. My mom too. So many of us have seen our parents right? hmm. make their own money that just blew my for mind. themselves. Yeah. And, and it's That's... not the traditional way that we think about it in America, no. but we see it, right? We Yo, see our dads... Clean, even cleaning mm-hmm. houses. Even cleaning straight houses. Up. Yes. My, my family did that. Kids, you know, doing gardens. Being a nanny. Be all of these things, painting houses, doing Mm -hmm. construction, all of those things. We have seen Mm. our parents be entrepreneurs and provide for themselves and their families in this country. And you know what? And you know what? (laughs) We have that and we have the the uh, the educational advantage, and you know what we can do with that? With that resilience, with that that resilience, Mm -hmm. we can create businesses. We can take it a step further than our parents who didn't have like maybe they they you know they couldn't work and because that's they why didn't we, have those they were limited, they were limited on yeah, resources we have, we're citizens yeah. we have the education we have the perseverance we have the passion we, we have, have the all, language we know we how to, the language. you don't know how to navigate yeah. the system all of yeah. these, or learning these skills or all these you know these advantages to go into the system with the same opportunities but it's up to us yeah. to take those opportunities yes. we, we have that within mm-hmm. us you know I definitely think that's true you know we have we have that hunger and yeah. we, we know what hard work looks like right we know we, what it takes yep. to like when your back's up against the wall and you need to just provide for yourself that's why we're so passionate about it because we've seen the way it's affected our own households yeah. so how could it not affect our communities so, you know? yeah. yes. and you know what and even if you're not you know if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know 
I don't know if I can do something so huge. It's just as simple as making a different choice when you're buying something. It yeah. is. It's and really going just back, as different as yes. watching a different show. It's mm-hmm. just as different of thinking about what you're saying. Intentionality. The, the B word, the N word. I mean, dude, I ain't perfect, but yeah, intention. Doing everything you, you know. Damn, bringing yeah, it back and, to and the beginning. Do, and yeah. I encourage you, I started off really you know, small program, you know, and I encourage other, you know, young entrepreneurs to continue because they have something special to offer. Mm -hmm. They have a passion. They have Mm -hmm. a skill. We all have different skills. And yeah, you, I don't, just working for corporates or whatever, you mean, you could, you, you have a lot to learn. Sometimes you need to. That is an option. You know, that's an option. There's a lot to learn. But maybe know what your corporate is doing. Yeah. And, and but what I'm saying is that if you feel called to, you have a special skill, you have a service, or you have something that you want to offer, then then do it and start small because it is scary. I was scared in the beginning because I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have the funds, I don't have this. But you know what? It's passion projects can yeah. grow into something. And I, I think amazing. we have this like yeah. construed idea of what success is in America, right? Yes. That success yeah. is sitting in a big mm-hmm. room, which is slowly breaking boss. down. Thank God, <laughs> it is. It definitely yeah. is. But I think a lot. Lot of a lot of things that we as millennials and we as you know people who live in this generation in this day and age one thing that we can learn and take away that sometimes success is just providing for yourself doing what you want to do yeah. you know like like if you live the rest of your life doing this and maybe you don't employ 200 people but you employ 12 mm-hmm. you know you give them the best life possible you serve you know the kids that you serve you would feel a fulfilled life knowing that you're you're doing what you do, what you bring to the table, living your most authentic self, you know? Sometimes success isn't, like, the big corporate job. Sometimes yeah. su- success is knowing that you it's are redefining living, success. Yeah, yeah. redefining success. What does mm-hmm. that look like what to you? It, yeah. And, so, you and know, a lot of times, success is failure. A lot. All, Actually, yeah. all the time. Yeah. And if you all go, if you go into you big to corporates, fail. too, you'll you realize to. the stories... That come from it. Yeah. They start off small. They they've maybe Everybody have failed, off small. you know, <laughs> plenty of times, and then they've turned into something big. But everyone starts somewhere, right. and you know, also somewhere small. pivoting yeah. is a big mm-hmm. thing too, right? Like we all have to learn how to be flexible and mm-hmm. learn how to like learn from our mistakes and our failures that sometimes what you initially think that your goal is and what you initially think that your mission is doesn't always um, pan out and sometimes you have to shift and create a new idea and adapt yes, and that's where adaptable. true success comes mm-hmm. from yes. right when you, you learn, gotta change with the times yeah you gotta amen yeah, yeah, because if you don't, you're going to lose your your market behind. and your demographic yeah. and the people, you know, because people are always changing. And also, I'd like to personally do a little shout out to um, our uh, our white counterparts that are with us in this POC battle of like equality and entrepreneurship. Shout out to our saying. allies. Yeah, yes. shout out to our allies because yes. you know what? The show isn't about bashing anybody. Nope. This show is about empowering people and empowering people in our communities and what that looks like and reflects. And like, if you're about that, we love you all. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, Shout out. We are over. Yeah. <laughs> A lot over. Tired. That was great. <laughs> Everybody, that was great. Yeah, so, that was job. great. Thank, well, you, thank you guys. Um, so let's just go around uh, right quick. Any any recommendations? You know, as we usually end the show. Um, and I will say we left the fan on, so that buzzing's gonna be there. If anybody's listening, you guys heard the buzz. You know I what? Apologize. It was constant. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully we can cut that out. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Miss Arina. Okay. Um, I think some great um, 
nonprofits that have social enterprise models that, that you can look at and research Tom. a little, bo- <laughs> little bit more. Um, well, we need some research. Homeboy on Industries right here oh, in yes, LA. Thank you. Shout out to Homeboys. Yeah. I wish to, we would yes. talk about them a little bit more, but. You well, know. you know what? I know Father Greg Boyle personally, so mm. maybe we can get him on oh, the show. Oh, that would be and great. And he was my yes. keynote speaker yes. at Boom. LMU. Boom. Dude, yeah. I, my so, homie, like my, one of my best friends, like his mom is like, this with them works. But anyway, yes. Yeah. So check out Homeboy Industries and also check out Tumbleweed project out in phoenix arizona where i'm from that's another great uh nonprofit with the social enterprise model awesome um i would say just from a general business perspective i would say check out robert kiyosaki's book rich dad poor dad it gives you a good perspective on like poor backgrounds and rich uh backgrounds and it talks a lot about just you know their perspective and backgrounds so i would you know I'd, i'd read that book um, I know I mentioned Nuestros Pequeños Hermanos. I would, uh, mm, yeah, yeah. Nice. they're an amazing organization. They are a nonprofit, but still check them out. They're they're incredible. It's N- and this is the this is the orphanage, this is the orphanage, the orphanage that, that I all yeah. over Latin America. Nuestros Pequeños Hermanos. Yeah, our uh, small little brothers, brothers. And, yeah, little our brothers little brothers and sisters. And sisters also, um, do you guys yeah. know any um, resources that our uh, listeners can check out in terms of like f- just being they more aware? They want to start their own business, maybe. Well, yeah, that too, that? and also being more aware of like where they buy stuff, like the Toms. Remember, um, I I th- well look for, for look for transparency in any company that you buy at whatever it is look at what they're about and their mission statement and um you know a lot of essentially any social enterprise is going to tell you up front that they're a social enterprise so my general rule is always just look for what people are about and when you look at reviews because i did that very recently just to make sure that we're current and we're doing our stuff right but when you look at reviews it's very important to look at multiple reviews right don't just look at the first ones that pop up and also <laughs> look at who's writing the reviews and look at why they're biased towards whatever yeah, right? you have to be, yeah. so you have to do a little you yeah. got to do a little bit more critical thinking mm-hmm. it's not just looking at one article and relying on their resources mm-hmm. it's reading a couple and Create then just, a full story yeah you really yourself. have to read a couple that are like bashing or non-bashing and, and then really think about why and follow the dollar who's writing the article who what company is it like who are they supporting you know because if it's a company that's supporting nike i mean you know what i mean i don't know you know what i'm saying just know who you're supporting you know be be aware of your resources and stuff nike like has also changed a lot of their model too i'm mm-hmm. sure they have yeah. because because if they didn't no they, they would they would lose a yeah, lot of money yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they've also so, have actually yeah. like turned a lot of things around just like tom's they've mm-hmm. great they've, yeah, they've yeah. done a good job at looking at criticisms on their supply chain and it's our job to keep criticizing and, and that's the thing always keep people accountable for yes. where you're spending your money at mm-hmm. the end of the day remember it is your money that you are spending on things mm-hmm. and i think that makes a big difference and then i want to yeah. plug in an artist that I've actually been listening to for a couple months now for actually I don't know over a year now um, they're very ambiguous they're very kind of weird they're like they're like weird groove metal that's like kind of out there their name is Animals as Leaders they're crazy good if you like that weird metal very very much for musicians and it's like different time signatures and it's kind of it's really great Animals versus Leaders I love those guys mm-hmm. I didn't plug them before because it's kind of out there mm-hmm. but it's cool it's dope I do yoga to it all the time it's great music. It's just, it goes intense and soft. Anyway, that's what I would plug in. So, Okay. And I want to do one more plug in too for before it. we end it. Uh, so I did mention that we partnered with the Salvation Army. Oh, and yeah. that's a that's a big one. You know, their their mission too is... Um, so Dance to Serve 
is partnering with the Salvation with Army. With the Salvation Army cool. Community Center. Awesome. Yeah, and, it, and their mission is to do the most good, you know. And uh, there's a lot of different community centers, but I just kind of want to put it out there. Uh, we'll be working with the Hollywood and Western site and then the Compton site. So two, two very different communities, but we are definitely going to dive into the communities and try and... Cool. So, yeah, and shout just, out to uh, yes, SASPAP, just, which is also another one of your partners, um, mm-hmm. St. Agnes School Performing Arts Program, which is also open to... If which any, you started. Right. Well, yeah. I helped We'll start. talk about it. I helped start. One. There's a couple one. co-founders. I'm very proud of them. I'm very proud of that program. But... Um, that's also in the in the community, so dance to serve, and that um, it's in the like Agnes. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, the Adams District community. Whatever, mm-hmm. just want to plug them in. We'll put their info up. Sweet. Yeah. Thank you so much, everyone. All right, I have a plug Thank actually. You. So yes. okay. I guess oh, I mean since we since we did talk about social entrepreneurship, there's this podcast that I listened to, and actually this podcast was actually one of the uh, I guess helped me motivated, kept me motivated to start our own podcast. And this is um, a shout out to Resist Average Academy. This is a podcast that I've been listening to. His name, uh, the guy that hosts this, his name is Tommy Baker, and he's an influencer. On Instagram, he started his own podcast. It's very, it's a uh, he. He does motivation and helps with uh, and hosts a, uh, a bunch of business uh, business uh, people, like people that have started businesses and stuff. Um, he has them on the show, and uh, he's kind of coming up. And like, uh, he's cool. He's cool as fuck because. I I literally just sent him an, I sent him a DM one day and he responded and he's oh, always so cool. That's unique. Yeah, and then I sent him the, and it is it really is because there's some, there's a lot of influence care. out there. There's a lot of influence out there that re- they won't respond to you. Yeah. you know, and this guy's real. I mean, dude. Sometimes they're and, big and, and they're, he, just, you know. he gives you techniques if you're starting a business, if you're an entrepreneur, if nice. you're just just trying to live on a. So you know, what is this again? Right? Resist Average Academy is the okay. the cool. show, and he has a mastermind. And a, I don't know if you guys know what a mastermind is, but a mastermind is basically a course that you can take to, uh, oh. you know, it's like. That, you know, to kind of give you all the skills, like a yeah, master class, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, so yeah, he's cool, and he li- he followed us on Instagram. So if you're Ooh, listening, follow Thank him back. You. Resist Thank Average you. Academy. Uh, uh, I'll plug him in our website, and I'll give him a shout out on Instagram. Thank you guys. So oh, and just so you guys know, this new track that is going to be on this episode is uh, by Ambiguous Culture. And oh yeah, uh, we got a new, we got a new, collab, we got, yeah, we got a new little, little uh, jingle. Collab. So. It's, pretty, it's pretty cool. So yeah. uh, if you want any more cool jingles or cool music, Ambiguous Culture. Shout out to those guys They're really cool um, Watch out for them online And stuff They're about to be playing shows They're about to drop an EP So Guys I want to say thank you so much It's been a Awesome last Three weeks Since our Since yes, our Since guys. our uh, Launch And it's been I mean I don't know when this is gonna drop But Yeah We're doing well And I appreciate We you love guys. you guys so much I love you I love, but love everyone at this, I love everyone at this table Everybody and I love everyone that's listening Everybody not listening Everybody not listening yeah, you guys are the best. Anyway, thank you guys. Love. Peace. Peace. Hashtag stay woke. Amen. <laughs> hey everyone, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app or the Google Play Music app or wherever you get your podcasts and rate us five stars, please. We want to make sure that we can keep coming back and bringing you some awesome content. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pock Talk. And on Twitter at PocTalk1. That's PocTalk with the number one. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, suggestions, or you just want to throw some shade at one of our panelists, make sure to write us at PocTalkPod at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at PocTalkPod.com. This episode was produced by Brian Aguilar and Axel Oliva. Thank you for joining us and see you next time on PocTalk.